I want to speak tonight about deliverance. So I don't, I'm not going to deliver us from any demons or whatever the case may be. I'm absolutely convinced. Tony? I'm absolutely convinced if what we hear tonight we are applying it in our lives we will see breakthrough and we will see victory in our lives that we haven't walked in before. You guys with me? Cool. I want to say to you guys also every battle or challenge that you and I are facing today is a battle that was designed by God for you and for me for this day and for this age and the whole purpose why that battle was designed for you and for me is because God has prepared us in advance so that when the battle comes or the challenge come we are supposed to walk out victoriously on the other side are you guys with me so in other words what i'm saying is that god has handpicked certain battles for you and for me it does sometimes happen that you and i get involved in battles that god didn't want us to get involved in and that is when we are ending up in in trouble so we need to go and, f- and find out the battle that I'm in now. Is this the battle that God has ordained for me or purpose for me? Or is it, is it the battle that I wasn't supposed to get involved in and because of my own stubbornness, because of my own wisdom, because of whatever, I got involved in this battle. If you get involved in a battle that was not supposed to be for you and me, eventually you and I may fail that battle. You guys with me? I also want to say to you, every single one of us, or let me rather say most of Christians, fighting battles sometime that you are not supposed to have in your life today. Your parents or your grandparents or your great-grandparents, it was their battles and they didn't fight the battle. And they fail the battle <clears throat> and eventually you and I end up in this battle and the reason why the battle is coming on my way is because God says this is now the time that this battle this issue has to stop with you because I've anointed you to overcome this battle okay you guys with me I want to speak to you guys about Esther tonight I want I would like to encourage you go and read attentively the book of esther we all know the book of esther but really do yourself the favor go read the book of esther i think it's about 10 chapters if my memory serves me correct 10 or 11 chapters esther is an excellent example of a book of deliverance you're going to ask me how, how how will you get to the esther being a book of deliverance now just the background to the book of esther Esther was an orphan girl staying or being brought up by her uncle Mordecai. We all know Mordecai the Jew. If you go back, I mean in that very first couple of verses in the book of Esther, it says 
that Mordecai was came from the was was uh, was a, came from the he was the son of Kish. Who was Kish? Kish was the father of Saul, King Saul. Okay. Now what happened now? Is that if you really if you go back, God says to Saul, "I want you to annihilate the the Amalekites." What did Saul do? I mean, seven times. Go read in the Old Testament that that that, that thing that, that history of of Saul. Seven times that God says, or did God say, I, "I I'm going to wipe the Amalekites off the face of the earth. I'm going to destroy the Amalekites." We all knew. Bible tells us, Saul saved King Agag. Now we are hundreds of years later. We are in the time of, of Esther. Esther and Mordecai are in Babylonian exile. The Bible says this young man or this guy rose up by the name of Haman. Bible also says in the very same verses that Haman was a son of of Agag, of King Agag. You guys see. So this is what I'm saying. Many times we are facing challenges. Many times we are sitting with a curse in our lives that we did not. We are. We have no part to play in that thing. Our ancestors, they are to be blamed. In other words, they are the ones that were supposed to fight and win that battle. But because they didn't fight it. Hundreds of years later, we are the ones who are facing this, and we are the ones that need deliverance from this. And God has appointed us, as He was appointed, or as He has appointed Esther, to have a Mordecai. In other words, Mordecai was appointed to destroy the enemy, or the curse of the enemy that came through the generations. I don't, I don't necessarily, I, th I think many Christians are walking in the fullness of their generational blessings or their bloodline blessings, but the majority of Christians doesn't walk in, not because our parents didn't believe, didn't have strong faith or whatever the case may be, but because of the fact that our parents were in some areas in their lives disobedient to God. I mean, typical example. Abraham lied. Isaac lied. Jacob lied. Sarah was barren. Rebecca was barren. And Rachel was barren. You see, you, the lineage comes through the lineage because now I'm not saying everything. No, I'm not saying we go have to go and blame our forefathers and foremothers or whatever or foremothers. <laughs> our ancestors because they haven't done the same thing applied to you and to me there are battles that God is giving you and me for this day and age 
that we are supposed to fight and supposed to win. If we don't do it, our children or grandchildren or grand great-grandchildren 50 years from now are going to sit with the same battles because we were either too ignorant to do it or we were too lazy to do it or we were too cowards to do it or we just didn't do what God was telling us to do. You see that is it? Does it make sense to you guys? Fantastic. Um, Mm -hmm. there's something that's bothering me with that and that is is when we came to Christ Christ said that he has blotted he's taken all our sin away present, past, future everything so therefore we should be clean from all that our slate is clean it's afresh, it starts afresh how can we still be carrying our forefathers Battle generate yeah, curses into into our families. How does that work? You like to answer that question? Um, I think my my opinion is yes, he's blotted out all your sins, but he's given you a responsibility. Yeah. So there's certain things that we need to do because he's already done his part. We now need to do our part. So, for instance, like you need to ask for forgiveness for stuff. stuff, You know, that kind of stuff. So, I think, we'll have to think on this question exactly, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind is, yeah, he's forgiving your sins. But still there's stuff clinging to us. It's a process. It's not all like clean at once. I understand that. So, I think it's just as you go deeper... There's deeper cleansing, and, and, and there's deeper stuff that comes that maybe came from the forefathers, which he will show you to deal with, because many of them didn't have the knowledge. Okay, perhaps I must answer the question, add to that by answering the question. There's a difference between sin and iniquity. Are you with me? I confess my sins. <clears throat> then, it not, doesn't only stop with confessing. It helps you squat to confess your sins, yeah. but you don't repent from your sins. So you're with me. Now, I'll, I'll use an example now. God says that uh, in the book of Deuteronomy 7, if you bring a cursed thing into your house, yeah. you will be cursed. Yeah. That's knowingly. Well, no, 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 not knowingly. With a not... Knowing, just bringing an artifact into your house. That is why the, which one is it? One of, I think it's the book of Hosea that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God says that if you bring an accursed thing, in other words, say for example, you are picking up, a, oh, I, I see this, uh, this Buddha. Uh, yeah, that's carved images that you see Oh, I love Buddha. So I'm a Christian. Buddha got no effect on me ignorance on your side are you with me because god says if you bring that thing into your house you the curse will come on you but you say but god i'm a christian my parents the fact of the matter is that thing belongs to the devil god says that thing is not even even supposed to be in your house so the moment that you bring that thing into your house the devil comes before God and he says, listen, I'll tie this thing in the house. I have the right because this is my thing. Yes, he confesses sins, but this thing belongs to me. 
I have the right to touch her and her family and her children. So the same, same thing is you and my parents confess their sins, but they, for example, haven't repented of that sins. That is why the thing eventually, yes, I'm a, they've believed, I'm going to get to that now, and you will see what I would, that will probably answer your question. They believe, but the, the fact is, there's an area of their lives that isn't wholly surrendered to, to Jesus. The same with you and me. Then every single one of us, whether we like to know it, whether we like to believe it or not, or not, in every single one of our lives, there's an area in our lives which is not surrendered to Jesus. You guys with me? You hear what I'm saying? Sorry, can I just, can I just um, confirm what you're saying there? It's because the Holy Spirit had shown me one night, He showed me my, my, my heart, and He said to me, in this room, in this room, Jesus reigns, but the doors of your heart are still locked with inside of you, and I need you to put the key in and turn those locks open. So I understand now what you're saying there is. Okay, so there are four points of deliverance. If you look in the book of, of Esther, four points of deliverance. If you and I are walking in that, we will, be, we will be continually walking in freedom. You guys with me? First one is, the authority of the believer is greater than the access of the enemy. You guys hear what I'm saying? That your and my authority is greater than the access of the of the enemy what do i mean what do I, what do i mean by this esther is queen she's living in the palace but you have this guy in other words she is the the owner she is the one with all authority in the in the palace you and i are the ones with all authority in our house but the devil you and I give the devil access by letting him in by certain things that we are allowing into our into our homes. In other words, that you and I are allowing into into this thing. The thing is that the devil or the enemy is not the owner of the house. In other words, my spirit, my body belongs to Jesus because Jesus purchased me. The devil cannot touch my spirit. So now what happened now? Sorry, unless you allow it. Unless, unless you allow it. So in other words, say for example you are renting out your house or some parts of, of your house. You are still staying in the house but there are two rooms or whatever. You are renting out. So your tenants start all of a sudden start doing things in your house that you do not like or that you do not agree with. They don't have the authority to do what, to do, in other words, to, to possess that house. So you as the owner of the house have the authority to immediately stop what they are doing or to allow what they are doing. So the moment that you stop, put a stop to what they are doing, you expel them. So in other words, that is what I, your authority is greater than the access that the enemy has. So in other words, the buck stop with you and with me at the end of the day. Does it make sense? Yes. Okay. Um, for example, our emotions. 
your whole body, everything in you belongs to Jesus. But you and I are being constantly be led by our emotions. You, you, you guys with me? The moment that you and I are led by our emotions, because your walk with God is not based on your emotions. Your walk with God, he says, walk by the Spirit. The moments, in other words, now what the devil does, in other words, he occupies this area in my life. So he's coming and going. In other words, say for example, I'm using the, 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 the thing of depression. I'm not talking about depression which is uh, because of a, of a chemical imbalance. There are many people that are not suffering from, the majority of people just suffering from depression because what happens? The devil will come or the enemy will come and he will touch on your emotion. And then you are swayed by your emotion. I feel like praying now because God is giving me, all of a sudden I got a salary increase or a raise or whatever the case may be. So I'm in cloud number seven. Tomorrow morning, I don't have enough petrol in my bank. I don't have enough petrol in my car. So, so what happened? All of a sudden, my emotion, oh God, I don't want to praise you today. Because I don't, I'm feeling down. And unless you are doing something about it, I am not going to praise you because I want you to come through for me. You guys see what I mean? Exactly that. You see, the moment that you and I are under attack, we can overcome that attack. Or, or let me rather say, every attack that you and I are facing, the truth of the, of, of, of the fact is the Bible says in, in, in 2 Corinthians, there are two verses where it says, He gives us, Paul says, I thank God who gives us the victory in Christ Jesus. Another verse he says, he all, I thank God because He always leads us in His triumph in Christ Jesus. You hear what I'm saying? He gives us. In other words, He didn't gave, He didn't give, He, he said He didn't give us, He gives us. He leads us. In other words, present continuous tense. So in other words, the, what He's saying is, I've given you the victory. I want you to walk in the victory. That, that, that I've already so in other words when we are sitting with these things the fastest way for you and me to get out of this thing is by repentance and through re yeah, and, and to, re re to resist the devil how do I do that by holding on to the promises that that you and I have received you must remember Esther had authority because she was married to the king you and I had authority. Why? Because you're children of God. Problem is, do you believe that you are a child of that's, God? That's the thing. That's, that's what you need. Do you believe that you are blessed? Do you believe that you are a king? Because the Bible says you are a king. Or are you looking at your pantry? Or are you looking at enough, the enough sign on your fuel gauge? <laughs> <laughs> I've picked up this last couple of weeks a general thing in that area where I feel Christians have 
that I've given up. Mm. They're not sitting, like Jesus said, in heavenly places with God. They're like under their circumstances. Everything is too much and they want to give up. So I think we need to change that mindset and just see where are we sitting and who are we. Mm-hmm. But then again, I think it's also Satan coming to us and telling us, you know, I'm in control now and I'm going to mm-hmm. make a life of misery and, and putting fear into us. And yeah. Manipulation. yeah. We need to discern. That's and, that's and, the yeah. Yeah. Satan, you're not born again. Yeah. You're not spiritual. And he was pushing you. Mm. And, you know, and he was like doubting. He was thinking, am I? Was it the genuine yeah. conversion? You know, and I was saying to him, yes, it was. You know, yeah. I was giving him scripture and I was saying to him, this mm. happened. And mm. It is. The, the devil's lying to you. Mm. I don't know if I'm right in what I'm saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that this woman was putting the son away from God. Mm-hmm. The lady that she was with. Yeah, I was Okay, cool. So guys, very important. I've made the note here. Stop fighting spiritual problems with physical strength. Yeah. Stop fighting spiritual problems with physical strength. Hundred percent guarantee you and I are going to fail. Okay. Your boss is not your enemy. When he crap all over you, every day. When your neighbor is putting up the music every day and it's so loud that you cannot sleep two o'clock in the morning. He is not the enemy. The enemy is behind him. Okay. So it's a spiritual thing that you and I have to fight with. A a spiritual Remember last, I, I, th- I don't know whether I told you, I, many, some time ago, while we were staying, still staying in Pine Town, I heard this one guy speaking. He said that all of a sudden his neighbor's dogs started barking and barking and barking. And initially he got so fed up and furious and then God said to him, it is the devil that sat behind this thing to frustrate you. Once you start praying for the drug lords or whatever, you'll see how quickly the dog will stop. Melania and myself tried it. I mean, our neighbor's dog right at the bottom constantly. They were barking 24-7. And we start praying for the drug, for the drug lords. Two days later, those dogs, the barking of those dogs stopped. Because you know what happened. The moment that you start praying, you shift your focus, you start praying for the for the salvation of the drug lords or whatever, or the prostitutes, or your neighbor or whatever. All of a sudden, the devil said to his, to his cohorts, no, 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 leave this thing alone. Rather go and fight there. It's more important than the dogs bark. Okay. For spiritual battle, fight spiritually. Not your boss, your boss that is the problem. So when you say that we mustn't fight the boss, it's not the problem, we must just pray for the boss. Yes. Because you must always look. The problem is it is so difficult when we are in the middle of the crack. That is when it's so difficult to actually see. Because we, we tend to, our emotions kick in and we tend to immediately. I will show you, you twit or whatever. Okay. okay. If you look at the story of Esther, when Esther was in, uh, 
Jesus Esther won the spiritual warfare by prayer and fasting. Amazing thing is, go and read the story of Esther. We all know that she called everybody together, they fasted and they prayed for three days. But you know what? The problem that she had didn't change. What do I mean by that? Mordecai was still on the scene. Mordecai still wanted to kill her. Or not her, he wanted to, to wipe out. Sorry, my apologies. Haman. Many times it happened. You and I are winning. You and, you and I are engaging in this spiritual battle. We are fasting and praying and worshipping. And we feel a shift in the spiritual realm happening. The flip side of the coin is in the reality. It actually becomes worse. Have you guys seen it many times in your life? And oh my word. God, I, you thought you said to me yes, and I noticed that something happened, but it does, what I see here is not what is actually my reality. Okay. Never judge your spiritual state, or yeah, never judge your spiritual state based on the symptoms. Okay. Um, what happened? Esther went and she put on her royal garments. The Bible says that she, after she fasted and prayed, put on her royal garments. And she, are you and I putting on our royal garments? After when we're in, the, in, in this spiritual battle, do you and I put on our royal garments? What do I mean by the royal garments? No, they, they, there's your royal garment. Yes. That holy, holy Bible of Rita there next to us. <laughs> exactly. In other words, your mental dress code cannot reflect your symptoms. You cannot reflect your present problem, but, or, or, or it cannot reflect your present problem, but it must reflect the truth in the promises of God. So what many times happen? Is that uh, we are we are facing this battle, whatever the battle may be, whether it's a, a family member that is not saved, all of a sudden I am sick, or whatever the case may be. We are praying and we are praying and we are pray- and instead of putting on our royal garments, instead of doing what the Word of God says, we go to before the throne of God, and we are like a bunch of homeless people. Yeah. What do I mean by we are a bunch like homeless people? Oh God, woe is me. I'm asking you for so many, how many times? Pleading, oh Jesus, why are you not coming through to me? Oh my word, can you imagine what would have happened if Esther went before the king with that attitude? You guys hear what I'm saying? How do I put on my royal garment? God says, Ephesians 6 says, put on the full armor of God. There are various parts of the armor that we, are, that we can use. In other words, when is it the helmet of salvation? What does it mean to have the helmet of salvation? Yes, I know what it It means that where does the attack happen? It happens here. Where is your emotion seated? In this computer box. Put on the, the helmet of salvation. 
Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we get transformed by the renewing of your mind? I start speaking the word and the promises of God. You see the problem that many of us have? Many Christians have today when they go with this attitude before God, Oh, woe is me. And because we are poor in the knowledge of the word of God. All that we know every day is Jesus loves me. This, I, yes, I know. For the Bible tells me so. 100% correct. But do I, do I know Psalm 91? Even if I don't know Psalm 91? Do I take the Bible and go read out Psalm 91 in my circumstance till I feel that there's a shifting that is happening? He says there in, 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 in the book of, I think in Galatians or whatever, do not think on the things that are below, but think of the things that are above, that are commendable, that are good, and all those kind of things. You see, be transformed by the renewing of, of our minds. Don't, we must stop having the attitude of woe is me when things are not going your and my way at the end of the day. Because what will happen? You and my children eventually will fight the battle because you and I didn't learn to fight the battle. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You see, our attitude is many times, and, I, and, and I'm guilty on this one. When I, in the past, I used to ask God, I want uh, money for, for ministry trip. If this money doesn't come, I cannot see why I must ask you again for this type of like an arrogant, cocky attitude. This is what's happening many times. I mean, even I had a friend of mine. Honestly, we I was at some point earlier, a couple of years ago. I I I, I still honor this friend because he, he phoned me. We we were really having a very very difficult and a difficult we were in a difficult position with our daughter. And he phoned me and said to me, I felt that God is saying, you and I need to go away for three days and fast and pray. pray. He took three days off. He, oh no, the, he took the Friday's leave. The three of us went, or the two of us went, and we spent the, the, the whole weekend in, in Scottborough. That was his prayer. God, if you don't come through for this girl, I will, I, cannot pray, I will not pray again. Because then I know, how will you then answer my prayer? No, no, but the, the problem is, I mean, it's I mean, easy to say, how many of us, now, I'm not saying you guys, how many Christians are having that same attitude? Mm -hmm. Unless you change my circumstance. I mean, we've heard leaders, I know of leaders, small group leaders, that have turned their backs on God because God didn't come through when they prayed about something. I cannot serve a God that doesn't answer my prayers. He never comes through for me. But you see, no, I know, but you see that. But, but you see, the thing is, it's easy for us to say that. The thing is, I'll use an example. I'm losing, I'm, I'm, I'm getting retrenched today. As long as there's money in my account, as long, I mean, I still have, so four, five, six months, there's enough money 
Still, I'm still praying, God, please come through for me. Coming month 7, 10, 11, and all of a sudden, there's no bread in the house, no job is coming through. I'm telling you guys now. I don't know, I cannot say all of us, but I'm, but I, I'm 100% convinced many of us will be tempted. Say, God, you are not, what, what, I'm praying and praying and you're not coming through for me. Am, am I correct? We are human. Problem is, we need to learn to fight the battle. It is not about what we feel. It is about what we believe. That is what Esther was doing. You know, an amazing thing. Have you have you guys noticed what what Esther did? And that is that is so important with with deliverance as well. Esther didn't wait for the king to invite her to come to him. Esther went to the king. Very first thing. Many times we are waiting for Jesus to come to us. And now just now just now just check what she did. And that is how the deliverance also came. One would have expected Esther to eventually when she came before the king, would have said, Oh king, please help me. This Haman, you need to get rid of this scoundrel. That's not what Esther did. The king said to her, What do you want? She didn't come and say, Oh God, please help me. Or, oh king, please help me. She made this profound statement. If I find favor with the king, please come and dine with me. You guys hear what I'm saying? Is my, you and my attitude? To get deliverance. In other words, the only reason why we are using God is to get deliverance from our circumstance. Or you and I prepare in spite of what we feel. In spite of what we see. Say, God, I don't care about the deliverance. I rather want to dine with you. That David says he prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies. Ammon was still there. Many times our enemies are still there. He's even sitting at the table with He's you. He's even sitting at the table with you. But if God's for you, it doesn't matter. See, the Bible says, You and I shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. It is not the presence of truth that sets us free, it is the knowledge of truth that sets us free. You know, you, I've seen movies. On that. It's not the presence of the truth that sets you free. It is the knowledge of the truth that sets you free. I've seen movies in my younger days. This uh, horror movies of demons moving in the house. And, uh, and then the person will take the Bible and will put it on the... I mean, I've, not even the movies. I know Melania and I have been to places where you minister to people and they put... No, I put the Bible next to my bed... Oh my word. Hallelujah. I, as if the, oh, I'm wearing this cross. Can you believe it? Do you really think that, that the devil cares, is, is, is afraid of that book? You guys with me? It is there. The understanding of the, of, of the truth that says, on the moment that, that you and I start applying, so in other words, first of all, you and I have to read that book. 
so that it get into our heads and from the head it go into your heart exactly if you read the book, it's only words as well. So you need the spirit behind the words in order for you to be set free or for you to be delivered. No, 100%. But, but you see, but if, you don't, if you don't even have that, you can have one verse. Have you, ever, have you guys ever... Pardon? I mean, say, have you guys noticed? I mean, uh, if you're going to a shooting range and you see all these people are standing and they know how to handle a firearm. Now, all of a sudden, you get a guy that's standing in front of you. I mean, he knows nothing about the firearm. That freaking firearm goes all, goes all over the place. I will be more scared of that guy then I'm scared of the guy that know how to handle the firearm. Because you never know when this guy is going to pull the trigger. The same with you and me. Even if you don't have much, but you have that one verse. I'm telling you the devil will shake in his boots because with that one verse, he's strength, what does it say? Uh, he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world in other words that is where the truth so you still you and i still feel crappy and depressed or whatever the case may be but we choose like esther to go to the king and decide to dine with her with the king what is in his heart not what is in my and your my heart okay uh what is it number two don't use god as a means of deliverance know god to get your deliverance In other words, Esther loves the king. She wanted to dine with him. You see, when we, you and I are tormented, you, when, you are, I, when you and I are in this issue that we are facing, we tend to... Uh, what is it? To, it's so focused on the problem. We, not we become desperate for God. Yeah, we become desperate for God. Yeah. You see how, what many times happen? God does not take your issue away. He doesn't give you the, the, the deliverance that you want. Why don't he do it? Because people are so desperate for God. I mean, it's, they're only desperate for God to get away of the, of the issue. Once the issue is gone, all of a sudden you forget God. You know how many times I've seen people, they've been suffering with cancer or whatever the case may be, or, or sickness or whatever for years. God comes and he delivers them. You would have thought that this person is going to turn 100% around for God and he's going, going to patient. He was only caring about, oh well. So it's because there's no desperation. Okay. Number three. You have to remove the mask to get real with the king. We all know that Esther, didn't, Esther had a secret. Not a bad secret. But this, she was an orphan. She was Mordecai's niece and that she was a Jew. Many times, many of us are walking around with a mask. And you and I need to get to the place. If we really want deliverance in our lives, you and I need to get to the place where we say, God, this is really who I am. I'm an orphan. Confess and repent of the things. You know that by confessing and repenting doesn't take your authority away? It only takes the 
the hold of the enemy, the stronghold of the enemy of your life. You guys, you honest, you are with me on that? Cool. A lot of times I also think that people do that hide behind the mask. It's also, and I was thinking about that today. People hide behind the mask and they're not open to what's happening in their lives. It's because of shame. Mm. And that is another weapon the enemy uses to control and to hold people in bondage is of shame. But I'm confessing now, I'm, I'm telling you about my son. Mm. I can keep this to myself, but inside of me it's a cancer. It's eating me from inside. And if I don't bring it out and say, this mm. is the problem, I'm not going to get any deliverance. I'm not going to get any peace. Mm. Thank like you shame at the end, it's actually pride. Because this is it. This is it. It's the pride. Because you won't, you won't surrender it to God. Exactly. You are in control. Yes. Mm. Yes. You see, that is why the book of James says, confess your sins to one another. Yes. That's another thing. Take off the mask. Many times, many times people are walking around with secret sins in their lives. Yeah. Not prepared to disclose no, this. To, to, to another friend, to a friend. And as long as you are sitting with that thing, you can, you can confess to God, listen, I'm an orphan or whatever the case. But sometimes it is required, especially depending on if you really want freedom from that thing, sometimes it needs to come out into the open. You need people to confess it to, I'm having this problem, please pray with me. Then the stronghold is broken. Then you really because the moment that you expose it, it comes into the light and the power of the thing is gone. Okay, number four. Whatever God doesn't remove, He has empowered you to resist. You guys hear what I'm saying? Whatever God does not remove, He has empowered you to resist. What? So there are many times things God will not, you are praying and praying and praying and God doesn't remove that thing. A simple example. Paul says, I was, there's this thorn in the flesh and this thing is constantly buffeting me. And I prayed and I prayed three times and God says, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, You see, the thing is, God did not create us to be be delivered. God created us to have dominion. You hear what I'm saying? God did not create us to be delivered. God has created us to have dominion. What do I mean by dominion? He says right in the book of Genesis when He created man, and they must have dominion over the earth. Rule and reign over the earth. The book of Revelation says He made us kings, He made us priests, and so that we can reign over the earth. So many times God will not take away that thing like in the days of Paul. My child, say for example, or my father is an alcoholic and day in and day out and day in and day out, year in and year out, I'm praying. Nothing happens or whatever the thing is. God says, I have my strength or my grace is sufficient for you to have dominion over this thing of yours. I've already given you everything to reign and to overcome this thing. That is what the thing is. Okay. 
Remember, we've got power and authority. Mm-hmm. The enemy's yeah. only got power. He yeah. hasn't got the authority. Yeah. It's exactly what Tess was saying. You know, if you don't expose it, you're not going to deal with it. No. And that is, yeah, I was going to say the other night as well, that since 2018, I've exposed so much in my life. And if I hadn't, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be right after that. Mm-hmm. You see, the thing is, uh, deliverance happened. Because we failed to exercise dominion. What Melani was now saying. Jesus says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. Listen to this. And to overcome all the power of the devil. I've given you authority, every one of you. He doesn't say, and you have overcome. He says, giving you authority... To overcome all the power of the devil and nothing will by any means harm you. You know many times people, I've heard people say, please, don't go and fight the devil or whatever the case may be. Don't go and, no, 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 because the backlash, I don't want the backlash or whatever the case may be. I'm not talking about going taking on principalities and all this kind of thing it is not your and my duty I want the devil to give me a backlash or I can give him a smack this should be our attitude okay um, how did you see when 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 Haman Haman have made this asked the king to make this order that all the Jews should be killed in all the places Esther couldn't, the king couldn't revoke that, that, that rule. But he has given them the ability to, to reign over there, over the enemies. We, if you go and read in the book of Esther, they could defend themselves. The plan of the devil for you and for me and for our children are always the same. The devil, the plan of the devil will always be there. It has never changed. It will never change till the day that the curtain uh, comes down on everything but you and I have been given the ability to fight back you and I have been given the ability to plunder the the kingdom of darkness we need to advance the kingdom Mm -hmm. so therefore we need to not stand back but go in we need to gain ground yes Mm -hmm. okay so God has given us the, the authority to do all this these type of things. So guys, I hope that it helps you guys. You see, at the end of the day, it, it, it all comes down to, am I prepared to do it? Or am I going to sit and woe is me at the end of the day? The crappy feeling is always going to be there. The choice is, what, am I, what are you and I going to do about the fact that we are sitting in that? Are we going to rise up and do what the Bible says? Or are we going to come before God with this attitude of I'm an orphan or a pity party or eventually start accusing God or whatever the case may be. So really, I think many times if we do this, we don't need to have deliverance from other people. We can deliver ourselves because the word of God is the one that's going to, to deliver us. And if we don't see the fruits within a month or two or three months or whatever the case may be, you and I need to. Don't necessarily pray harder. 
just stand on the promises of God. Okay. So guys, I hope it makes sense. 